0: Today's episode is sponsored by Honey & Rue. Honey & Roo is a monthly subscription box made by a chicken keeper for chicken keepers. Each month, the box includes products to help build up your poultry first aid kit, as well as new treats and coop products to help your flock stay healthy and happy. And it all shows up right to your door. There's always
1: something fun for the chicken keeper too. Go to honeyandroo.com and save 10% off your first box using code Farm. As a subscriber, you can also visit the thehoneyandrude.com shop to purchase select items and save 10% off of everything.
0: Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things! This is the farm comedy
1: podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community.
0: We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel
1: less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Oh, hey there, Sam. Oh, hey there, Bev. What you drinking this morning? So I am drinking
0: tea. Ooh,
1: <laughs> you hit the little thing, so I was like, I bet that's coffee gun and I was wrong. <laughs> what kind of tea? Uh,
0: so this is Trader Joe's winter wake-up tea. I know it's not winter anymore, but I don't know, I just like tea. actually i didn't make coffee this morning at all
1: <laughs> you Needed a change up i
0: did i did change up it still has caffeine in it so it's not like i like didn't get any caffeine but i just wasn't feeling coffee jared's out of town and he makes the coffee and he makes it way better than i do so my coffee yesterday was like kind of watery and i was like i'm just wasting coffee <laughs> <laughs> just wait for him to come back and mm-hmm. so what are you drinking over there i drinking
1: out of one of our silly pints again. I am drinking water with a liquid IV packet. Oh, yes. It is watermelon flavored. Pretty good. I like that one. But yeah, some people don't like liquid IV so much because they think it's for them too much sugar, too much sodium based on like what it is. But because I'm watching those things so closely right now, I like that it is a tasty drink that isn't just water because that's what I'm drinking 90% of the time right now is just water. So sometimes you just got to have a little fun.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's funny that you're drinking that today because last night Jared and I were talking about them and I was telling him how I was feeling a little rundown. So I think I'm gonna. I told him, I think I'm going to drink one of those today because it always just like, rehydrates me really easily and gives me like a boost of those sugars and salts to like kind of just rebalance everything internally and it makes a big difference they're really intended for when you've drinking too much alcohol but
1: right or if you're like doing sports or something like that oh
0: are they are they for that too
1: it can be an alternative to like Gatorade or Powerade things like that which have way more sugar and sodium than that. And I want to be clear, like, sugar and sodium are not an enemy. They are important for you to be getting at least a little. It's the excess that's the problem. Yeah,
0: your body needs them to function properly. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: And, you know, at least for me, if I were to eliminate both completely, I'd be so dang cranky. I would not be a nice person.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Mm -mm. me too. Yeah. Our drink feed this episode is our friend Elizabeth Steves, and she is at Steel 2 over on the Instagram. So cheers, lady. Cheers.
1: All right. So I think within like the past two years, we've done like six-month check-ins with our yearly goals. But this year... And I kind of got the idea from our work. We do these things called, like, one-pagers where you write down your goals for the year. And at least with my job, like, it changes so much that you really have to keep it up to date based on what's going on in the company and the company's priorities because they (laughs) change, it feels like, weekly sometimes. (laughs) Luckily, I don't think our goals change that frequently. But we do want to do more of, like, a quarterly update on our farm goals this year just to see how that feels and to keep you guys locked into your goals that maybe you made too so we hope this kind of inspires you to stop and think about where you're at even though we're just getting into spring some of this stuff might already be moving for you too
0: yeah and what's really cool about this, I'm actually glad that we're doing quarterly check-ins because, you know, you mentioned your company changing priorities. Yeah. We can change priorities personally, probably not as drastically as like big companies do and as often, but you change priorities also. And so it gives you an opportunity to see where something might need an adjustment because it's no longer a priority for, you know, personal or business reasons or whatever for your firm. Exactly.
1: So we're going to each go through pretty quickly one of our our goals that we talked about back in the beginning of January to give you a brief update.
0: And we'll, we'll kind of go back and forth. So Bev, do you want to go first? Sure, I will go first. So my first goal for the year was to create a process for my microgreen production And this actually hasn't started yet. In fact, I haven't planted any microgreens in 2022.
1: Well, I mean, (laughs) you've had some stuff on your plate too, though, right? It's not like you're sitting around binging Netflix. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah,
0: the goats have really been taking up a lot of my time this quarter. And so I'm settling into that and creating a really good routine around them and maybe adding them to like my goals and whatnot that I'm working on. So for now I haven't done that, but it is still on the radar because I want to add microgreen pickup as one of the options for buying things from the farm. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. What was your first one?
1: Mine was that we are getting turkeys this year. I would say technically this one hasn't really even started either, but they are coming soon. They're coming at the end of this month when this episode drops. Happy April Fools, too. I just realized this drops on April 1st. (laughs) Oh, we're
0: not fooling you in this episode. (laughs) No, we're not
1: fooling you with anything, but we could have planned better and did something ridiculous. Next year. Enough of those shenanigans are on the internet anyways, but... (laughs) I'll likely split half of the turkeys with our listener and my friend that I sometimes rant to on the internet and the person I got fancy from, Sarah. I think she's going to take at around like half when we talked a few months ago. Sarah, I should probably follow up with you on that on timing and stuff. <laughs> so I'll be reaching out, but I'll figure out how many hens and toms we have left after they grow out a bit because it is straight run. And determine, like, what I'm going to keep. We're thinking we might only butcher, like, one or two this year, depending on what we have. I have other people that have talked about maybe wanting a turkey or two as well. A live one. So we'll see how many I actually end up with. But I think my husband's relieved that we won't have all 20. (laughs) Because that is a lot of gobbling. Yeah,
0: that's a lot of turkeys. Yes. When they get big, it's a lot. It's a lot of feed, too.
1: (laughs) Yes. So I think we're just going to butcher one or two ourselves this year since it won't be too bad. And my, it would be nice to have one for Thanksgiving, but if we can't time it out right because I'll have a three-month-old by the time they're ready, we'll just skin them and I'll do ground turkey because I love ground turkey. Oh, yeah. So good. So good to so come So we'll with. play it by ear this year. I'm just excited to get some heritage breed ones that I'll get to keep and breed on my own. So you don't have to keep buying them.
0: Yeah. No, that totally makes sense. Being in control of the production process is a really advantageous thing to do, especially when you're looking to expand either what you're creating to consume yourself or sell to other people, so... You're not a middleman anymore. Right. And I'm excited to try turkey eggs because I've never tried a turkey
1: egg before. I'm sure it tastes just like a chicken egg. But if I really like it, maybe it's something where I can just hatch a bunch of turkeys and sell them to people locally, too.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So we'll see how much I like it. Maybe I'll be really freaked out because they're a really big bird. But I feel like if I can handle the demon chicken that are geese, this might, I'm hoping, is like a happy middle ground. (laughs) And not as scary. Man, our gander right now is just terrifying. And he'll he'll goose you and it hurts if you're not paying attention. My
0: bet. <laughs> well, it sounds like you've made some progress though because you ordered them. So
1: you're on track. Yes. Yes. I actually ordered them before the end of last year when I ordered my meat chickens. The other thing I do need to work on this the next couple of weeks is I have different options for where I'm going to brood them, but timing that out with butchering the meat chickens, there's about a month where we'll have both. So it should work out okay. I'm just not familiar with how fast turkeys grow. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And how that'll impact brooder space. But I'm not overly worried about it. We'll figure it out, but mostly just excited about it. That's awesome. Yeah. So
0: what else is going on for you with your next goal? So my next goal was creating a process for livestock maintenance and farm tasks. And the only thing that I am experimenting with right now in regards to that goal is doing the goat like healthcare tasks while they're on the stand milking. So it's only applying to the milk goats right now, but I have enjoyed that. It's saved time. Like for example, this week I copper ballast everyone right after they were done milking. I missed one goat though. Cause I just forgot, <laughs> you know, like you get distracted and then you forgot. And then I forgot again this morning to do her. So I'm like, I just need to go <laughs> out there and just do like, just give it to you. Just do the one. Yeah, yeah. Just because if, when I'm in the middle of milking five goats, I'm just trying to get them all done like as fast as possible. And so I'm, I might not take the time to to do that. So it's easier if I get into a good routine and a rhythm and then I don't forget things. And that's worked out really well. The only thing that the, the snack that I've run into besides forgetting one goat out of the five was I need to remember to log what I've done immediately because like, One of the things that you're doing is you're evaluating whether your goat needs something. So like, I don't necessarily do all the tasks every month. And so I need to be able to log what I do right away so that I don't forget who I did what to, because now I'm two days away and I still haven't written it down. And I think that that's one of the reasons why I've had trouble getting stuff done the last two days is because that's taking up space in my brain and nagging me. So when we're done recording, I'm going to write it down. (laughs) But I did put my goat health records in Google Docs, and I can access my phone from the barn so I can start logging immediately now that the barn has internet because our barn has internet now. So, (laughs) yay. (laughs) That's huge. Yeah.
1: No, I like the idea of putting it in Google Docs because we did this past weekend, we... Did the majority. Not everyone. We still have the babies and the boy goats. We're gonna track all that this weekend when it's colder and they don't smell as bad because it's cold out. We did all the hoof trims and it was like way overdue. And I tracked everybody's famacha, but I because we, we did like 17, 18 goats, I was not super consistent in tracking that. Some of them got dewormer. I didn't do fecals on them because it, it just... <laughs> It's that time of year where like it's muddy outside, so I didn't want to do fecals and keep track and wait for goats to poop when we're trying to get through 18 goats. So I did the dewormer. We very rarely deworm here, maybe like once a year. So I don't think we have too much of a resistance issue. It is something I'm keeping an eye on, but I use ivermectin paste that works for us. Some areas they'll say it doesn't work because of resistance. So it really depends on your area. But it is so important to write it down. And I I struggled with that too just because of the the volume.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So
1: I like the Google idea though because I can do that from my phone too. So maybe I'll try that next time. Yeah.
0: And I'm thinking of like setting it up so that I can just check up like, you know, make a, a spreadsheet of everyone and just check a box. And then I can go in and update everyone's things automatically. So Maybe I'll put that together for this episode and we can add that as a free download that people can get and just be a template for keeping track of animal healthcare records. You can use it for goats. It'll be updated for goats specifically, but you know, you again, make it your own. Yeah, you can use it for anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, what's next for you?
1: My next one was to become a beekeeper. And I am pushing this to next year because, baby, I totally could do it. I don't have any doubts around that. It's just that it's really expensive to start. So that is a big reason why I'm going to wait. And I don't know how I will feel if they like swarm or do something crazy when I'm like on high alert as it is right now. So I'm just going to table that to next year. Matt was okay with waiting on that too. I think he would. I think he kind of still wants to do it, but With everything else we have going on right now and just even like my mindset has shifted over the past three months just with inflation and kind of the state of the world. What is important to me in the immediate future and since you don't get a ton of honey your first year I'm okay pushing that off because there's so many people locally I could just buy honey from if I needed it.
0: It sounds like a good plan. (laughs) Yeah. So what else for you? All right. Next on my list was getting more ducks. And I actually, I didn't purchase any ducks. I didn't order any ducks, but a local schools, kindergartners and first graders are actually hatching some of my duck eggs right now as like part of their STEM work that they do in their classroom. So I did tell the teachers that I would take ducklings back that they didn't have homes for once they hatched. So I gave them 14 eggs. So, you know, probably only half of those will hatch. They might have homes for all of them. So I might not get any of them. I'll be okay with that. I think ducks take a long time to start laying. They're not like chickens. So at this point, I don't think I would have my production up. you know like hip campers and all that stuff that order eggs for me in time anyways so so ducklings might be something I do in the fall or something
1: yeah are you thinking if you don't hatch your own or get those hatched ones that you'll order from a hatchery and maybe get sexed ducklings or
0: oh that's not a bad idea I could do that I hadn't thought of that I think I just. Then you don't have to worry about males. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Then I don't have to worry about males. Yeah, because that was the other thing. Like, if I had males, I was going to have to go take them to the auction or put them in the freezer. Because uh, one male is enough. He chases the baby goats around. It's kind of hilarious, but also, you know, he's like, you know, all stretched out, and chasing them. Doing his pervy thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that what that is? Is that a pervy thing? I thought he was just being aggressive. It can be
1: an attack or a dominance thing, but I see one of my males running, chasing the females doing that and then tackling them and doing his thing. So, yeah, it could be a little bit of both.
0: Good to know. Yeah, I didn't think of just ordering sex ones from a hatchery. I might do that when I settle in to see how things go. Yeah, to see what you get. (laughs) To see what I get. Yeah, I'll see what I get. You know, with with all the bird flu stuff and whatnot going on, I was hesitating to add any poultry at this point because I hadn't ordered any. So it was just kind of like, well, uh, like at this point, you know, why bother, you know, until all of this is over, Hopefully it blows over by the time they'd be bigger. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping they would be too. I mean, we've got birds migrating everywhere. I have I don't even have any idea if it affects. Well, I mean, it affects wild ducks, so it probably affects domestic ducks. Yeah, yeah, It's totally possible.
1: Yep. You just need the the wrong bird to shit in the right place. I mean, <laughs> that's all it
0: takes. And I got 12 acres, so I can't clean it. Like you
1: know, it's just yeah. No, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Um, and you can take precautions, but there's only so much control you can have.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so I just figured, like, it's just one less duck wandering around to pick it up. <laughs> yeah,
1: that is true. Very true.
0: All right, what's next for you?
1: Next is actually sell pumpkins and other produce by the side of the road. Still thinking over how I want to do this this year. But I am like kind of drafting up ideas in my head. My We have this trailer that's like behind the pasture that has been there since we moved in. And it's like real stock. But now that we have a tractor, we can probably pull it out. Probably needs new tires and some love. But it is kind of cute and something we could modify to put out by the side of the road. So with the weather warming up. We want the ground to harden a little bit because everything's a mud mess right now. Like it's terrible. You know, I get the tractor stuck. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or just make a bigger mess. So hopefully, within the next couple of weeks, we can pull that out and see what it looks like. So that gives us plenty of time to work on it. You know, by the time we're ready to sell things by the side of the road, but that would be really nice to be able to do that um, because I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be able to preserve every single thing that I want to grow this year no matter how much I want to but I like really like growing pumpkins and I don't need them all even if I could preserve them all what am I going to do with all that pumpkin honestly I
0: have an entire table full of pumpkins and butternut squash from last garden and every now and then one cracks and rots I can smell it when it happens, <sighs> thankfully. So I go down there and clean it up, check everybody out, make sure everyone's clean, and then put them all back. But yeah, I I thought we would go through the pumpkins that I saved. I would have given them away if I had realized that we weren't going to go through so much pumpkin and butternut squash. So next year, I'm going to have to sell some if I'm going to grow it just because it's too many. Yeah, Right. All right, what is next for you? Next on my list was creating a garden plan that fits my life. And I have started this a little bit because we're getting into gardening season. And one of the things that I've done is I actually have not really hardly started any seeds. (laughs) I have a lot of seeds.
1: Right, no, I haven't started any at all. (laughs) Okay, yeah, I
0: have started some. I've started a few trays. But my plan is if I don't start getting some stuff sown soon I'm gonna buy most of my seedlings from a friend because she started hundreds and hundreds of them so I was like oh good I can support her farm and I didn't have to make the seedlings which bought me all of this time during this season to work on my goats and other things because you know you can only concentrate on so many things at once so I'm excited about that but I was a little disappointed I didn't start more seeds because I really do enjoy the seed starting process but yeah Can't do it all. Yeah, can't do it all, and I just wasn't there this year. And I've also started some perennials growing so that I can start putting more perennials in some of my beds. Perennials will allow me to not have to be constantly replanting those beds, which will save me some time. The perennials I started are rhubarb. So I've got six little rhubarb plants uh, growing in pots on my kitchen table right now. And they're doing really well. So I'm excited about that. I won't get to harvest them this year, but maybe next year I'll get a few stalks off of them. And then after that, I'll be so buried in rhubarb. It won't even be funny, <laughs> but I'm okay with that because I love strawberry rhubarb. It's like my favorite flavor. So good. <laughs> the last thing that I did for my garden to make it fit my lifestyle a little better is uh, so one of my garden beds rotted like, well, okay. It composted. It composted. There you go. <laughs> That's a better word for it. <laughs> One bed composted, like completely. There's a whole side missing off of it. And so <laughs> I was looking at alternatives. I So we're going to replace that bed with another wood bed because it's in an area where all the other wood beds are and we have a look for that area. So my husband and I talked about it, we're going to replace that with another wood bed, but I did get some metal raised gardening beds. They're from Vago Gardening. Uh, I haven't put them together yet, but the other side of my garden where my strawberries are, that actually just turns into a weed patch. I'm going to tarp that or, you know, weed cloth it and put metal raised gardening beds over there and see how that goes because that will be less long-term maintenance because I won't have to be keep continually replacing garden beds. So that's my plan. We'll put a link uh, in the show notes to those Vega gardens because they're they're pretty cool. Like it came in its smallest box. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be just like a huge garden bed when I put it all together. So it's kind of exciting. <laughs> yeah. What's next for you?
1: I had Breed Fancy on the list which is just not that poor girl is probably never going to have a boyfriend not even a fake boyfriend because it's just we're we're not we're still not set up for it i don't think we're going to get set up for it i do want her to have a friend though so i'm trying to think through like timing and making sure we have enough pasture space for another one because likely it would be a steer and then we would take it to the butcher eventually But because I don't think we're staying here long term either, I don't think I want to do too much more. So it's, I don't think we'll breed her this year. So it might be coming off the list, but I want to figure out kind of what the plan is. Not that I would get rid of her, but, you know.
0: If you felt like you had to, she could come be Percy's friend. (laughs) Ah, <laughs> only if you felt like you had to, because Percy still doesn't have a friend either.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's just got the donks, and she's just got the goats to stare through the fence at. Yeah, and the cat. She is obsessed with the barn cats. Mm-hmm. Oh, Percy is too. It's hilarious. And the strays. Yeah. Oh, she'll, she'll just like lock right in on yeah. them. It's so funny. <laughs> All right. What else do you got on your list?
0: All right. Next on my list was to build another shelter and move the weathers and the unbreedable does in with Percy. So this hasn't started yet. And I'm actually rethinking this. I'm considering selling my weathers and the dough that I can't get bred, just because feed costs and goat maintenance, goat healthcare, goat hoof trimming, you know, all that stuff. It takes time and it costs money. So I'm thinking about that. I'm going to be really intentional about how I saw them, though, because they're older. Like Coop and, and Skye. So Coop is one of my weathers. Gosh, I love him. He was only a pound when he was born. And he's just like the sweetest guy. But he And he loves Skye. He and Skye are BFFs. They were from the same litter... I don't, do they call goats litters? I don't even know. I should know that. I don't. I don't. I'm a goat farmer. That, yeah. But something <laughs> like that. They were they they were in the same you know kidding brood or whatever. They weren't living together until I pulled my bucks out of the weather area for now. But they were they were sad being separated. So I'm thinking of trying to rehome them together to someone that wants some adult pet goats that are really friendly and easy to take care of because there's a market for everything and someone's going to want that. So I'm. So I am, I am thinking about that. Parting with the animals that you've started with is a tough decision to make, but I got so much value out of learning how to care for goats from them. So I want to do right by them, but I also need to do right by the breeding program and the time and money that I've invested in that part of it too. So
1: yeah, I get that. We have, we have some that I'm like, yeah. especially after we did go off <laughs> turning this round. Like, <laughs> some of them are just kind of, like, a pain in the butt and, like, hate it. And I'm like, like, I'm considering taking you to the auction or getting rid of you anyways. Like, this kind of just solidifies that, <laughs> you know, because I have a ton of weathers. And I have, I have some females that I'm looking like, eh. Hey, I I was planning on getting rid of you. You're the person that was going to buy you last year fell through because we kept having a mite problem and I couldn't get it resolved. And by the time I got it resolved, like he kind of ghosted me and I couldn't blame him because it'd been like two or three months and we were each going to have to drive like two hours to meet. So it, I get it.
0: Good on you for not selling goats that had mites, though. I mean, not everyone is has that much integrity. So, yeah. Yeah,
1: I would feel terrible because it's such a pain to get rid of. And we did it topically this time, but you got to really stay on top of it. And I didn't want to give that to Like, his wife was a nurse, so she could absolutely inject ivermectin if she needed to. But I didn't want to do that because they had other... They were getting other kinds of young goats, too, and I'm like, uh, n- no. And I was, like, sending pictures and, like, you don't want this on your farm, guys. <laughs> like, it sucks. So the next thing is figuring out transport if we are going to take some to the auction. Because we can't just throw adult goats in, in the backseat of the truck. It's not going to work. Right? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no. So I totally get that, but it is a very emotional decision, when they're born on your farm and you've had them for a couple of years, it it almost feels like a failure to me, even though I know it's not. Because I'm very much one of those people that are like, if you get a dog, it's your dog for life. And I translated that to livestock, but it it is different.
0: Yeah, it, it is different. They have all sorts of different uses. People want them for different things. Like, I'm hoping one of the weathers will go as a 4-H project for someone. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like that's, there's all sorts of things where they can, you know, still get a good life. And then, you know, 4-H, the kid is the project, not the animal <laughs> per se. But, you know, you bring a lot of value to that family by providing that 4-H goat, regardless of what it's, you know, ultimate, what's what I'm looking for. I don't know how to say it.
1: (laughs) Destination? Goal? I don't know.
0: Destination, regardless (laughs) of its final destination. It was a good thing to do. (laughs) All right, what's
1: next on your list? So one of the things I wrote down was become a tomato queen. And it's really just more gardening. This is still the plan. Again, kind of like looking back on the inflation thing. That's part of it for me. And I have this fun thing called white coat hypertension where my blood pressure shoots through the roof when I'm at the doctor's office, but it's fine at home. But it is something obviously I'm keeping an eye on because it can turn into actual hypertension eventually if you're not on top of it. So I don't like being on medication if I don't have to be. I am on an extremely low dose of something right now, but they're already kind of pushing me to go up with it. Even though my numbers are fine at home. So I'm really watching my diet, and I found like canned soups, while delicious, are so much sodium. Like it is insane. It's
0: how they make them taste good. I know. Salt
1: <laughs> is my favorite thing, but I want to have more of my own stuff in the house where I can control that sodium level better. So the tomatoes are going to be a big thing. And I am going to do a lot of beans this year, like kidney beans. I just got a pack of kidney beans in the mail from M.I. Gardener right before we recorded today. So And I have like a, a bunch of other beans. And we have this huge dehydrator now that my husband got me for my birthday. So I'm also going to do a lot of herbs this year, too, because I really like seasoning packets for the convenience. But holy crap. Again, so much sodium and like two teaspoons. It's been really eye-opening. Even though, like I said, my blood pressure is fine at home, I don't want to be in a situation where it gets not fine. And I don't want to do anything dietarily that makes that worse. So just trying to eat less processed stuff can be really challenging, especially when you're pregnant and you have all kinds of crazy cravings. But I want more control over... The canned things that I do, so I know exactly what's going into them and maybe can adjust a little bit if I need to. So, the garden thing is definitely my main thing this year, but I'm also trying not to put a ton of pressure on it because I'm going to be in my third trimester during harvest and preservation. But I think that's where the dehydrator is going to come in handy a lot.
0: Might need to organize a fun processing day?
1: I don't like people. Oh,
0: not like not even <laughs> friends or family? Not like strangers. I don't have friends
1: around here that do that sort of thing. Really, I mean, Sarah would, is a, I would consider like a friend, but yeah, no, I don't know that I, nah, I might just get Matt to help me. Cause I feel like I'm probably really not going to like people in the third trimester aside from some selective Folks. <laughs> and I don't know how much actual like pressure canning I'll do or water bath canning, just because that's kind of a pain in the butt too. But the dry and the dehydrating. I'm definitely gonna try. Takes up less space,
0: it's super fast.
1: Yeah. But I might get Matt and if his kids show any interest if they're here, maybe I'll have them help. But but yeah, we'll see. Maybe I'll change my tune once I'm really huge and want help but right now I'm just (laughs) kind of like right but we just talked about this we're like we both struggle with asking for help that's right so yes but I'm still planning on doing all the things and if if things go sideways we're probably getting another freezer too so I can just freeze a lot of stuff
0: yep bag it freeze it process it later exactly Yep. when I'm
1: at home on maternity leave Not, I'm sure I'll be sleeping most of the time, but those last couple of weeks, if I'm starting to feel a little more motivated, that'll be a great time to to make some sauce or something. We'll see. All right. What else do you got? I think we're winding down here.
0: We are. We're winding down. Yeah. So my last goal for the year was to be intentional about how I structured my day. I farm, I work, I have kids, you know, I'm really active in my community. And so structuring my day is something that's really important to make sure that I got the opportunity to give my attention and priority to the things that matter most to me on those days. It's been a rough year, so far, as as far as like structuring goes. But I think I am finally to a place where I can get started on that, which is really awesome and feels really good. Because I don't, I don't want to structure my day because I want to necessarily be like efficient and like cram more things in, you know, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it so that I can just constantly be piling things on. I want to do it so that I can Get the things done that are important to me, and I get to them because there's nothing worse than getting to the end of the day and being like, oh, I didn't get to plant my microgreens again, and that was really something I wanted to do. Yeah, you know, that's been my last three months. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my next thing that we're going to talk about are our phrase of the year and stuff, I'll get into how I'm getting to the place where I'm gonna be on track. But it's a good goal to have, and I'm I'm happy that I set that goal because it's continually front of mind. So. Good. My last
1: one is to put in one more pasture. I would love for this to happen and that would definitely help my decision with maybe getting fancy a friend, but I want to do it right and I'm not sure I'll have the money to outsource it because I would rather focus on other projects. So if we we're going to do it, I almost want to hire somebody to do it, which there are plenty of people around here that would, but I Would almost rather take that money and put it towards the stuff in the garden this year. And even though I took it off the list, (laughs) because it's been on the list for the past two years, still hasn't gotten done, I do want to finish the chicken run. And I want it to be pretty big and nice, so the money might go there instead. Because the pasture space we have now is perfect for the amount of animals that utilize it, especially if we're going to get rid of a few goats. It's going to be perfect just like it was last year. So I think that I might switch out this one with the chicken run and actually do the chicken run. I did tell Matt, like, we're doing that and we're going to have an automatic door. And I want a roof, like, a cover over it so they can be out there all seasons. So I think that is something I'm kind of for sure going to swap out.
0: Okay. So remind everyone what
1: your phrase of the year was.
0: So my phrase of the year was be of integrity. And I started this year, this first quarter. So what I did with the bigger stuff is I kind of like set benchmarks for the quarter, like, you know, like you would at work. (laughs) And so my benchmark for my phrase of the year, be of integrity, was to start with self-integrity by addressing my mental health. So I have knocked that out of the park this quarter, which has been really great. So just, I won't get like too deep into it just cause I don't want to like bore everybody, but I've known for a really long time that I needed some support for my mental health. And I just didn't really know where to start. It's not easy figuring out like, who do you need the referral for? And who do you go see? Where do you get, you know, like the testing and the screening and stuff done at? So my husband actually had to like take the reins because I was like, I can't even get a new doctor. Like I can't even make that phone call to find a new doctor. So My husband got us a new primary care physician, I had one appointment with her, and she immediately diagnosed me with depression. And it wasn't something that I had ever thought was what my problem was. Because I'm a naturally optimistic person, I tend to perceive things from an angle that gives it, you know, like reason and meaning and positivity. But that's not like depression isn't sadness. I, it, I couldn't, I couldn't get started on anything. I couldn't do anything. Like my depression was, I would sit down and I'd be like, I'm going to go start my seeds. I'm going to go start my seedling seeds. And then in my brain, it would like go down a rabbit hole of all the things things that were going to go wrong, you know, with my seeds. And it was going to be a waste of time and I wasn't going to get to harvest anything anyways. And so it was a motivation buster. Like it just made it so that I couldn't take action on anything. And then I got sent to like a, she's a nurse practitioner that focuses on mental health so that I could get like just some more screening. Cause both of my kids have ADHD, but no one, ever thought to screen me to see if I had it like that was never a conversation like I can't believe like the kid's doctor didn't say anything and and you know and my original doctor knew that both of my kids had ADHD when I was struggling with everything they were like they were diagnosing me with like adrenal fatigue that was why I wasn't getting anything done it was adrenal fatigue and like other things and (laughs) yeah (laughs) so it's been a very frustrating year (laughs)
1: which uh, could be part of it too you know like that that would also make sense but when they're not thinking like holistically yeah
0: like the whole yeah you have to like look at the whole picture yeah because like I eat well I do yoga I take bubble baths like I meditate like (laughs) I I get breaks I do things I enjoy so like those all help with that kind of stuff But I went in and I got some screening from my nurse practitioner that is a mental health professional and she's my therapist now too. And I was also diagnosed with anxiety and my anxiety was irritating my depression. And then I also got diagnosed with ADHD. (laughs) So like all of those things combined were just causing like chaos in my head in my organization, in my projects, in everything that I was doing. It was affecting everything. So we treated the depression and anxiety first because we thought maybe that could take care of the ADHD symptoms because you can manage ADHD without medication. You don't necessarily have to. So I started with a medication for the depression and the anxiety, and that was totally wonderful, but I was still just like... If I could describe it, my brain is constantly goading me. Like, have you ever had somebody like come up to you and just like constantly pester you to like do something?
1: Isn't that what children?
0: Yeah, that's what children do. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, they're like, you need to go do this. You need to get me a snack. You need to go do this for me. You need to go take care of this. That's what was happening in my brain. So I couldn't get anything done. And there was no peace in there because it was, there was just constant noise and being driven to, do this. Like I'd be in the middle of washing dishes with the water on and my brain would suddenly be like, you need to go get that piece of mail that you needed to drop in the mailbox. And I would leave and go do that. And then i go drop and then I'd come back and there'd be like water everywhere. And I'm like, what? Like, who does that?
1: Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like, it's just like. That's kind of feel kind of scary
0: too. Yeah, it is. It's kind of scary yeah, because it's suddenly like you need to go do something and you go do it and then you're leaving something else behind. So now I'm treating my ADHD and it is a total life changer, like 100%. It's only been about a week and a half at this point, but I'm, so I'm still settling into it. But like it's, yeah, I can't even describe it. So I wanted to tell that story so that if anyone else is feeling that, they can maybe make that one of their priorities for you know, addressing any, you know, integrity that they want to have for the years is start with yourself. And I'm really happy I did. Yeah. Total game changer. Kudos to you and Jared for doing that.
1: Finding, finding that right primary care doctor is so important because they are the gatekeeper, especially if you have certain kinds of insurances where you need their referral in order to see anybody else. That is, just really important and it can be so hard to find a good one.
0: Yeah, yeah, it can be. In my experience, my new doctor is a nurse practitioner also. Nurse practitioners tend to have more time per That's patient. That's what I
1: have too. Yeah. And I love her. <laughs> yeah. And so
0: that has been my, that has been my experience. Not not no, nothing against, you know, MDs or anything like that. It's just that they have more on their plate and they have to look more in depth for more like serious stuff so things that are considered just personality flaws or lack of motivation fall through the cracks they become personal they become personal shortfalls rather than your brain does not make enough neurotransmitters to operate at the optimal level (laughs) so you need to do things to supplement those and there there are there are diet things you can do to supplement them there are exercise there are mind exercises you can do and there's medication you can do and I needed I needed the hump of the medication I don't know if I'll take it for forever but I needed that shot of you are capable of of taking care of this stuff you're you're not a fake adult
1: (laughs) Yeah, And you're talking to someone now, too. And when you're combining the talking and the medication, that could lead to a pathway where you wean down or you're done with it eventually. That's totally always an option, too. So, yeah, fine. I agree, though, that I think, too, with the medical doctors, they are so bound by protocol based on where they're working to. Not that a NP wouldn't be. Because they, too, work for health centers. But I think you're right. They do have more time. And I always just get along with them better. They usually, like, like the, the NP that I had for, or the, I think she was just a nurse that I had for when I went to the specialist for my white coat hypertension. She's like, oh, yeah, it's clearly what you have. Like, you're fine. And then I go talk to the specialist and he's, like, all over the freaking place. And clearly just, like, he could have, like, been speaking to me from a script because everything he said I already knew from Google. Yeah. (laughs) But she, like, took the time to ask me questions and have a conversation and, you know, be more present. And
0: I think you nailed it when you said sometimes they just have more time. Yeah. And that gives them the opportunity to really like evaluate you as a person. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cause uh, my biggest barrier that I was running into when I started trying to get help was people were like, well, but you're so successful. That was what I was getting bogged down with people like, like you ran for school board and you got the seat and you own a business and you work for this company and like manage all of their stuff. And you know, you do this farm and you take good care of all these animals, like you're clearly capable and you're thriving. And I was like, but I'm not like, I'm only, I'm like, I'm barely scraping by every day.
1: (laughs) And sometimes speaking for me, that anxiety drives you to be a high performer. And if you also have questions on things like your worth, you're striving to do more so you can try to fill that void, but that's not how it works. And then your anxiety is kicked back up again because you're doing so much. And you don't want to break that facade that you have it together because people think you have it together.
0: Yeah. And you nailed it on the head about the worthlessness, too. That was the other thing that my depression was doing to me. It was telling me that I wasn't worthy of any of the great things that happened to me or that were, that were you know, that were occurring or that I had, you know attained because of the chaos that was happening in my head. Like you aren't worthy of this. You're just faking this and all of it's going to fall apart. Uh, And that's dirty lie. Oh, it is. It's such a dirty lie. Yeah. (laughs) And it's so dangerous too, because it can really like, if you let it, it can drive you down so fast the 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 worthlessness yeah and that was actually one of the reasons why I stopped drinking too because when I would drink it would exacerbate that worthless feeling yeah because it's a depressant so it's gonna make you feel down
1: and well thank you for sharing I know that's pretty vulnerable stuff
0: yeah um I think it could help some people though so it's it's worth it to share yeah so, how are you doing on your word of the year? I'm, 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 I'm so I'm so windy. I gotta stop being so windy.
1: No, 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 That was really good. Mine's gonna probably be shorter but funny because mine was "be better, not bitter." <laughs> this is daily work in progress. Oh my gosh, man! And I didn't do too bad first trimester with my pregnancy hormones. I might have been like I was more like weepy because just because. But now, like the other day, I just felt like I was not a nice person and (laughs) no matter what I was just not going to be a nice person and I was like oh my gosh what is wrong with me so like it's a struggle from that perspective but it is just a constant choice and sometimes it's way easier to choose just to be negative and bitter or just feel like whatever who cares what does this really matter and sometimes having that kind of like effort kind of mentality can make you be better because you do have to figure out like what matters and what doesn't. But <laughs> yeah, today it's just like right now it's like just really dependent on the hour, how I'm dealing with that. And a lot of that is just hormones.
0: <laughs> yeah. The hormone aspect that's been added. But it's a good thing to work towards. Yeah. has made that yeah. more difficult for you, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My (laughs) level of tolerance for BS has gone down and it was already very low for me as a human being. But at the same time, I think it does force me to realize what's important to me and what I will put up with. I just need to get better (laughs) about the communication of that. (laughs) We'll get there. I mean, it's setting
0: boundaries, like communicating what you're capable of and what you need to, like what you can't allow people to insert into your life. Like that's going to make a huge difference.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That'll make things better for me, but it might make some other people feel better. But that's not the point.
0: I mean, but we have to normalize accepting other people's boundaries.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So like don't think of it from that perspective like you're putting someone else out by setting your boundary. And and I I'm saying this as a person who I mean, I'm I'm barely drawing boundaries still, but I'm I, it that's a work in progress for me also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as a as a people pleaser
1: and rule follower, it can be it can lead to bitterness because you're not standing up for yourself, but I think through this pregnancy journey and just learning how to better advocate for myself in general, it's just happening naturally and it's not going to stop. Because I don't think it's going to stop when the kid arrives and I have to advocate for him too. So it's it's a good thing, but it is sometimes it's just I'm being not so nice. <laughs>
0: that'll come with time maybe yes
1: yes (laughs) and when my hormones kind of level out and go back to normal in like a year or whatever (laughs) all right so that's it we hope you enjoyed kind of like a more free form update from us we hear you guys like that sort of thing so If you do, or you like our other types of episodes too, you can leave us a review over on Apple Podcast. We read one a week when we have a new one. We don't have a new one this week, so that means we need you to go over to Apple Podcast and leave us a review if you haven't already. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail and leave us a review there. That also counts. We take all of the reviews that we listen to or read and put them in a drawing, draw out a name, And then surprise, somebody wins an exclusive coffee mug that is not and never will be in our shop. So make sure you leave your Instagram handle name in the review
0: so we can find you.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: All right, Sam. So who is our winner for March?
1: Just to be clear, this is not an April Fool's joke. This is the legitimate winner. (laughs) Ronica (laughs) Smith is our winner. For the month of March. So send us your address. Do we have Veronica's address already? I think we do. Okay. Well, we'll check. But if we don't have it, we'll reach out to you since you left us your Instagram handle. But we will send you your coffee mug. And like we said, we don't have any review for this week to read. So we have four more opportunities in the month of April for those of you that want to go leave a review. So go do that.
0: All right. Just some very brief housekeeping. We have a series over on our Patreon called Straight No Chaser. It's available to our patrons at the $5 level and above for more information and to get access to those episodes. You can go to patreon.com slash drink and farm.
1: It's a great way to support the podcast. That is for sure. Make sure you take a look at today's show notes, too. You're going to find things like links to our social media and our merch shop. There's also an opportunity for you to take an anonymous survey where you can tell us how we're doing. So that's a thing, too. If you have a little feedback for us and want to do that anonymously, that's a great place to do it.
0: Yeah, there will also be a link to um, anything we discussed that needed to be linked to, like those garden beds. And also there will be a link to download that freebie for the goat health record checklist thing to help you keep track of that kind of stuff in the barn a little easier. (laughs) So until next time, drink, farm,
1: and and give give zero zero clucks. clucks.
0: (laughs) Bye now. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things.